When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Welcome to Blue by 90, presented by Mason Brew. I am Justin, joined by Jack and Kaylin. Welcome. Uh, if you're listening for the first time, welcome. Thanks to, thanks for listening here to the show. Uh, we are just a couple, not a couple, but three dudes that you, you <laughs> told me that I was going to butcher this and I already am butchering this. So you're doing great. If you're, yes, this is all the content that you're going to get here at Blue by 90. Um, we talk football, we talk basketball, we talk a lot of different things, but uh, for the most part, it's uh, it's about the Wolverines. And, uh, you know, we like to give some pretty legitimate analysis, I'd say. I'd say from the couch analysis, right? You know, um, but uh, putting some comedic uh, spin on it and things like that. So strap in and, uh, and get ready uh, for what we've got here today. Um, and, I mean, no better way to start it off here than on a victory Sunday, right, boys? Beautiful. Beautiful intro as well. <laughs> yeah that was great i was i thought you were gonna really butcher it but it wasn't bad at all great all right good stuff good stuff um well michigan pulled away uh late yesterday i mean that was one of those games where again i think that Cade said it after the nebraska game old michigan teams lose that football game right and this football team is able to bounce back. And so it was just really exciting to see them, even after a, a late fumble, even after, you know, the offense was sputtering for quite some time and Penn State put it all together. To, to see them bounce back was, was pretty awesome. I mean, was this just one more, one more example for you guys that this team does look different than past teams? Yeah, I think 100%. And, and I'm glad you said you brought up the Cade uh, comments after the Nebraska win because when I was watching that game, even after the fumble in the fourth quarter, I'm like, you know, typically I'd be like, oh, here we go again. You know, going to be another loss. But I'm like, you know what? There's still time on the clock. The defense has been playing well. Um, I think Cade will have another opportunity to lead us down the field. And and he did, man. Eric all with the burners. Ooh. I had no idea he was that fast. <laughs> They finally put him out in space, and he got to show off the speed, right? That was awesome. Uh, no, this was definitely a throwback to our old uh, our old phrase, gritty, not pretty, right? For sure. For sure. Yeah, that was – I mean, which I love about this team, that they do have that grit. They have toughness. You know, it's cold and windy and rainy on the road. And, you know, even though it's not a, a night game whiteout, that crowd was still very into it. 
you know, that was a tough environment to play in. Um, and even though Penn State, I don't think is, you know, that's not this isn't one of their best teams that they've had in the, in the past decade for sure. Um, but they're not a bad they're not a bad team. Uh, so their defense is pretty legit, I think. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I thought that everything everything went well for Michigan. Um, all things considered, but I think there were a lot of holes too, um, where it was like, man, I'm not sure if we're good enough to win this game or, or that we're playing good enough to win this game. So what it, I, I guess let's get to some concerns that you guys had too. What, what were you guys? I mean, for me, the first thing was just play calling at times was very good. I thought Josh Gaddis in the red zone, actually called a very good game, but there were other times where it's like, all right, once again, how many times can we run it up the middle uh, with Hassan Haskins and everybody, even my grandma knows that they're going to run it up the middle here, you know? So what do you guys think about, you know, play calling and just any other uh, concerns that you had from Michigan yesterday? I think for me specifically, I loved that, uh, that second touchdown, that red zone play call. Yeah. Take the run up the middle and get it to Roman Wilson, you know, in the end zone. So I, I love that, but I'm with you. I feel like there was plenty of times where we're like, all right, here we go. You know, Haskins up the middle again. And I feel like typically they don't run Haskins outside. I feel like typically that's like Coram, right? And Haskins, you know, ran the ball 99% of the time yesterday. But um, I don't know, man. For me, they kept it close and they were in the game the whole time. So as far as concerns, I'm going to stick with the positive vibes only. I didn't, I didn't have too many, uh, too many major concerns. I thought Cade threw the ball well, especially on that first touchdown to Roman. Um, I thought he made good decisions. You know, I, I, I'm not too concerned. Yeah, I thought the, the play calling, I actually wasn't that concerned with running Hassan. Um, I think more like an agreement with Jack where they're saying like running him on the outside was more where I was concerned. Um, and then like outside of the red zone was where they struggled, which is so strange. It's right. like the total reverse of the entire year, right? You're like, oh, they're going to struggle in the red zone. And then they struggle outside. I, I can't figure that out. Um, I was actually more concerned with defense on third downs. It felt like and fourth down. every, yeah, it's like every third and long. Oh, they got it. Every fourth and short. Oh, we can't stop them two yards <laughs> I, yeah, I think it, we say that too though but it's like it's still that Ben don't break yeah defense right they only let up 17 points and 11 of them were in the fourth quarter which is you know concerning you don't want teams coming back um at the end of the game but I don't know when it came down to it they Penn State was kicking field goals they had a touchdown and a two-point conversion it's just that momentum thing right like if you can yeah. silence them then your, you know, your defense isn't on the field like the whole game, like Which that first were. quarter. Which that first were, yeah. quarter, we had one possession, and it just felt like the entire quarter expired. And I was like, I don't think our offense has been out there for a hot sec. Yeah, I, I that that definitely, it it felt like the same thing happened in the Michigan State game too, where it was like. They'd pin them back, pin them back, pin them back, and then third and long or on a fourth and short or something, then we allow it to happen. And so I, I think it's that, like, nail in the coffin thing that they need to take that big step forward to be able to say, all right, three straight downs, we're holding them, you know? And so I obviously that's easier said than done, um, but it's something there, there. There definitely is something there where it feels like, we like do really well on the first two downs, get them in a, a bad situation on third down. Then we maybe like relax a little bit or like there were times where it's like it's fourth and four and Vincent Gray is playing seven yards off the guy, you know, and I'm just like, hey, let's play at the sticks. Right. Like little things like that. I feel like we can definitely improve on. Um, and so, I mean. Let's get all, let's get the negative stuff out of the way. I don't want to be this like negative Nancy, but we'll talk about some positive stuff. Um, but one, I guess the biggest concern I had after watching yesterday is once again, you have a lead in the you know in the third quarter, and you just can't put them away, right? You just can't put that nail in the coffin and say, all right, you know, let's let's score one more time. They had plenty of opportunities, but 
they sat on that lead. They let them hang around. And then all of a sudden it was a tie football game in the, in the late in the fourth quarter. And I just, I feel like that is, has been our Achilles heel all year. And that's the only reason why we have one loss on the, on the record right now, you know? And so that I, I think good, that's like the difference between good and great football teams. Great, good football teams will play well enough to, to win. Great football teams will play well enough to win, but put you away at the end of it. I'll, I'll, I'll be nitpicky with you here too. So if, I, if I'll find one negative, I do think, and I do think Clifford was the best quarterback we've faced all season. Sorry, MSU fans, Peyton Thorne. I mean, Clifford was the best. I think he picked apart Michigan's defense a little bit in zone coverage at times. I mean, overall, he only, his completion percentage was right around 50%. Um, now to go back to positive with what you said, you know, good teams, you know, they hang around and whatever, whatever, great teams, you know, they put the team away. Yeah. But typically, you know, with Michigan being a good team, we see them lose that in the fourth quarter. Great teams come back and win. And, yeah. and, and Michigan did that. To, you know, that's a positive. Well, you're, you're really putting the spin on it, Jack. <laughs> I have to, man. I have to. I mean, Somebody's got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I'm. I don't know. Great teams don't have to come back because they're already ahead, right? right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all in all, though, let's let's be honest. If you told me before the season that we'd be leaving Happy Valley oh. in in week ten at nine and one, I'm like, hell yeah, I'll I will take that a hundred times out of a hundred. You know what oh, I'm yeah. saying? And I will say, it makes me sick that we lost that MSU game because I we know. should be 10 and 100% and should be number two in the nation should be all that. But yes, let's stay positive. I mean, this football team, it Hassan Haskins, just put the team on your back, dude. You are, I mean, what a freaking beast. I, I would love to know. I, I didn't find this stat, but I'd love to know his yards after contact yesterday. Because it seemed like 75% of them were after contact. I've, that's, I'm glad you said that because I feel like when I was watching the broadcast that it said, I think it was, um, they had his total yards up there and it was somewhere in the first half or second half. And uh, he had 99 total yards. And I want to say that he had like 55 after contact. That, I, that could be, I could be throwing numbers out of nowhere. But I, I feel like I remember seeing that. And I, and I also feel like he quietly had a very big day. His longest run was 17 yards, but he had 31 carries and 156 yards on the day. <laughs> and and <laughs> that's he, crazy. And he took the entire load. Donovan Edwards, yeah. I thought for sure rush. that they'd do a one-two punch, but he only had two carries. So it was the Hassan Haskins show, and yeah. he said, I'm, I'm with it. He said, I can take care of this. And so, yeah, it wasn't like, you know, where in the past, you know, Hassan Haskins has had – or just in general, running backs have a big day. Their stats are big because they have a 75-yard yard rush. No, it was Hassan Haskins just pounding the ball. Yeah. And, and, it, and it worked when they needed it. And there were times where, like, it was just like, man, I don't think that was a great play call. And I think that it wasn't supposed to work. But, but, but Haskins just, like, said, all right, I'm pounding through this guy, and I'm going to stretch this into a first down. So, I mean, ball game ball has to go to him, right? You think so? I mean, like I said, it was like a quiet game. Like a lot of people are looking at Roman Wilson having two touchdown catches. Cade having three TD passes. I think that was the most passes he's had in a game yeah. his entire career. And then Eric All, obviously, with the big play. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it'd be hard not to give it to Haskins. Yeah, he had a big day on the offense. And then on the defensive side, I mean, you, you can't ignore it. Thunder and lightning, Aiden oh Hutchinson, David Ojabo. Just, oh, my gosh, like, talk about unstoppable. I, that's where I, I do have to give Sean Clifford a lot of props for, like, staying in there and not just, like, completely uh, curdling, basically, you know, by the fourth quarter. For him to still be upright and throwing well in the fourth quarter is pretty impressive. <laughs> um, but, I, I mean – the it he had to be hurried pressured you know uh sacked on just about every play it felt like and it, I, I was just watching from from my perspective it was like 
you watched Aiden and, and Ajabo on the edge every time, and my eyes were just on them, and I was like, I already know they're getting to the quarterback. Like, I'm just – their ears were pinned back, and it was just like, those guys are 100% getting to them for sure. I mean, they had five sacks combined in that game. <laughs> five sacks combined. And I think Hutchinson, it should have been three and a half because he went in with, uh, with Colson on one. But, dude, t- talk about Junior Colson. True freshman. He was the leading tackler for the team. Wow. Wow. He had a big day. I mean, I, I thought, you know, we you just talked about it where it was like, who do you give the game ball to? You could argue just about anybody. Honestly, I, I felt like there were so many guys that, that stepped up yesterday. And seven sacks is insane for one game. Um, it, it's just wild. Uh, and so that, this is this is exactly what Mike McDonald wanted these guys to do, though. And you know what? Unfortunately, though, it the cause or, or the result of it is going to be that we're going to lose Aiden and Ajabo both. But they deserve it, man. Those two are just impressive. Well, I'll tell you what. I love those guys. I want them to get their money. But all right, everybody's listening here. How do we get them to stay? We got to start some sort of rumor, <laughs> some sort of rumor that they were doing. Yeah. I don't know, maybe some deals before NIL came out. How do we get them to stick around and still be eligible to play next year? Let's let's work on that. <laughs> we can figure something out there. We can figure back, something out. Yeah, we'll cook yeah. something up. I mean, somebody's got to be able to fork over an NIL deal that would equal their first round pay, right? <laughs> right. We come on. Where's where's uh Our Ross at? Come on, big yeah. booster money. Let's go. Exactly. I know, I know, Ro, you were looking for the QB pressures, I think, on the day. So ESPN has QB hurry stats, Mm -hmm. and Jabo had two sacks and also two QB hurries. Okay, and they they both had a forced fumble, him and Aiden, too, right? I believe so. Yeah, they did. It's it's not shown on here, but I I recall that, yeah. Yeah, I mean – those it's an I I can't imagine being a left tackle or a right tackle and having those guys and I don't know the standing up thing is so much better and so much more intimidating too I was gonna but, say so intimidating oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man I mean they're just so strong but they also they make one little move and put the guy on skates and it's just like off to the races basically um, the one thing I did want to point out too that was one of my favorite things was there was one play where um, Junior Colson uh, came on the blitz and Aiden came off the edge. And it was like, it was who could get to him first, basically. Yeah. And the running back had to, had to pick. He picked Aiden and then Aiden still got through and was like, missed it, it missed the sack probably by like half a second because Junior Colson got there first. And then on top of that, David Ajabo was also, uh, he like didn't get to him but was out there celebrating after like he had just sacked them. It's just like, it's just a group effort from all of them. And it's just, I, I it feels like they are, they're a, a true one unit. Yeah. That, that running back looked like me about 10 beers deep in, in beer league <laughs> softball, just completely whiffed, completely whiffed. He, he wasn't getting anybody. No, <laughs> no. Oh man. Oh man. Yeah. I, I thought this defense played really well. The bend, but don't break. I mean, there were definitely times where, I, I mean, if you do, obviously you can say this and it doesn't really mean much, but if you take away those fourth down conversions, you know, let's say they punt, then you're, this defense looks even better, you know? And so it, I think it's tough. This defense played incredibly well, all things considered of how much they were on the field, how often they went for it on fourth and, and whatever, um, and all the fakes, you know, <laughs> yeah. which, all right, let's talk about how big of an idiot James Franklin is. I mean, <laughs> what, what was the field goal? So let's, let's t- think about oh. this logistically. You're <laughs> going to try and have your kicker go one-on-one with our corner. Like, how do you think that's going to work, man? I mean, it was, it was Vincent Gray and Dax Hill. And, but my favorite part, I, I, it didn't execute at all. But my favorite part about it was James Franklin was actually, like, pissed off that the holder didn't throw a perfect pass to the kicker. <laughs> what do you expect? 
I saw him going. I saw him going down the sideline. He was like motioning, like, "Well, you put it on his back hip, right? Like, oh, if you if you hit him in stride, like he's gonna score there. Like, what? I was losing it. I love that. Sorry, coach. I'll sit in on the QB meetings next time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh my god. I mean, and I think I was so frustrated too on that first punt fake too. I was like. You, Jim, you called the timeout because you knew they're faking it, and then they still got it. And um, who was it that uh, was covering? I can't remember. But, Fourteen. I think he's a, he's a young guy. Yeah, but he was like, I think he almost was in his head too much that he knew it was a fake, and so he's like looking back for the ball, and that yeah, that's spun around. Him. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I heard some press conference or in the press conference, they asked him about that. And Jim was like, well, we had 13 guys on the field. So I called the timeout. And I'm like, oh, oh, I didn't even know I had that many it. guys on the field. But like, you know, you're playing James Franklin, like that he's going to go for it. Right. Like, right. I don't know. I was sitting on my couch going like, oh, they're going for this. Uh, it was very obvious. <laughs> I feel like that kind of had to be a little bit of a confidence boost for that team, too. They're like, oh, they feel like they have to go for figs to beat to beat us. Yeah, I mean, it, it felt like once again, how many times have we felt that every team this year has had to pull out all the stops to try and beat Michigan? Nebraska pulled out every little play. Michigan yeah. State was pulling out everything too. I mean, every team this year has tried to use utilize their entire playbook, every fake, every everything to try and beat Michigan. And that's where I do feel like, that whole, that whole like Michigan is the best, is the most complete team thing actually is true. You know, that's where I, I, I do think that part is, is, is true. I, I also wanted to talk about Cade. What did, what did you guys think of Cade's play yesterday? I thought it was fine. I had nothing to complain about. Um, I loved that, that pass on the middle for the first touchdown to Roman. Yep. I mean, he put it right on the money. That right where it needed to be. So. And I mean, the kid's got like half a cast on his hand. If you don't throw a dime there, he's probably not getting it. Right. So he, I mean, he put it right where it needed to be for Roman and that gained a little bit of momentum. Um, I mean, he had three touchdowns on the day, man. He, that's a good day. I'll take it. I had no complaints about Cade yesterday. Yeah. I thought he was, he was pretty good. Right. He was, he managed the game and he, and he made some pretty good passes. I thought that were like kind of right on the money. Uh, while the guy was like running around. So nothing to complain about for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that Cade, um, I don't think he was phenomenal yesterday, but I think he did enough no. to get the job done. Yeah. Um, I, I, but I don't think we're expecting him to be phenomenal. Right. Mm-hmm. I, that's where, um, you know, if, if you're thinking that Cade McNamara is about to be Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers. You, you just can't expect that, right? There were some throws for sure where I was like, ah, that's that's not a good throw, um, you know, but I also thought that he managed the game pretty well. Um, I thought that he, you know, there, there were some times on the fourth and what it was like fourth and three when we ran it off tackle with Hassan. We had mm. seven guys to the right of the center and three guys to the left. I'm just like, hey, Cade, is there any chance that you could see that and maybe audible and say, cause if you looked at it from the back, I think uh, I can't remember who put out the, the screenshot of it on Twitter, but it was like Penn state had eight guys all stacked up against Michigan's guys. It's like, can we audible and just do like a sneak out of one of Eric Hall was the, was the fullback sneak him out to the left. And we, we got a, we got a, a touchdown easily. So I mean, there were little things like that where I'm like, I would love to see Cade take that next step and be able to manage the game even better like that, where it's like, see the defense and help Josh Gaddis out where, and and Josh Gaddis should do that too. He's got a straight line to Cade, you know? So, um, but 1929 with, with those three TDs, which is the best, uh, you know, most TDs he's had, I think was, was, uh, was a pretty solid day for Cade. Mm-hmm. One thing about Cade I haven't really heard too many people talk about, but I saw it yesterday, was his ability to do like that sidearm throw. 
Did you guys see that as well? Yeah, that one – What there was an angle coming from the backfield or coming from, like, the defensive secondary. That was pretty sweet. Well, I, you know, I don't know how many people are going to like this. Uh, maybe they will. But I, I think – you know Kay reminds me of so much? Philip Rivers, just the way he throws. Kind of like yeah, pretty low actually, arm that's angle. Like, he's kind of down there, like – you know, not a great runner, but when does he does it, go like, for a run, they even run top. the same. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like they run similarly. Like I want to put like a side by side of them just like <laughs> passing and running, and people are like, "Oh shit, it's Philip Philip Rivers Jr." That's a good comparison. Um, I do what I can. I contribute every now and again. Yeah. <laughs> every once in a while, blind squirrel finds a nut. So there you go. That's um, right, baby, I'll take it. <laughs> um yeah that that play though that i saw from that sidearm like he went down like matthew stafford style like through the through that window and put it right on the money uh actually it was not on the money i now that i remember it was like way behind (laughs) roman wilson i think and wilson made an incredible catch um but hey you know we'll take it so one one thing i do want to bring up too when we're talking about quarterbacks i think it's the first game all year that JJ didn't get a snap. Zero plays. Zero. Interesting. Plays. Very, Very interesting. interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know what to make of that. I, I don't I know, know what to think of it like, either. It, especially so after. So what I heard was that Kate is only like ninety percent. He's been really banged up for the past since the Michigan State game, and uh, you know I I think we saw him limping a lot during the Indiana game, and that was why mm-hmm. JJ played quite a bit, but. For them to not put JJ in at all, even like a couple times, was is there no confidence anymore in JJ? Or you know, I don't know. It was that that was very interesting to me. I think it's almost just like a statement for like Cade, be like, all right, this is Cade's team. Like we don't we don't need you to come out of the game. We believe in you. I, and I think it's a good move going into the end of the year. I mean, really trust your quarterback, especially going into the Ohio State game. Like, if you know you're not going to go with J.J. and, you know, do what you've been doing, I think it's a great move. But if, if J.J. ends up playing in both those games, I think it's just a weird move that he didn't go in. So, I don't know. Maybe there's something else going on there. Yeah, I mean, I, from what I – he was healthy from what I know. So, it wasn't that. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought there were times, though, when it was like, all right, we've run it with Hassan – up the middle seven times in a row, maybe this would be a time for JJ to come in. And I'd rather, you know, if we're doing that, here's my thing with running up the gut. If we're going to do that with Hassan, just run it under center and let him get a, a, a head start going to the line. Because when we run it, a, a quote unquote RPO or a read option with, uh, with Cade, nobody's, expecting Cade to take the ball so it's not you know that's not a threat whereas if we are running it with uh you know JJ then then it's a threat for him to run so they have to take a linebacker and account for for JJ so either run it from under center and just like go pro style and just you know do that or get JJ in there if you're going to do that so and that would really set up the play action too if they're going under center like it's it's yeah. almost like a win-win. I'm, I'm with you. It's a good point. I'd yeah, love I'd to like see, to see more play Cade, action too. I'd like to see Kate have a little bit more of that like escape ability, you know, like when he comes back to pass, if the linebackers are just not there, then I'm like, all right, then just take off, you know? Yeah. Even if it's for five yards, that's a good, you know, that's a good gain. Um, I'd love to see him move around the pocket a little bit more too. It feels like the pocket collapses on him and then he's see, he's not that tall, you know? So he just, a lot of times he looks like he disappears into the pocket a little bit. Um, So I don't know. I, I I think that Cade has done a, a really good job though so far. And people that are people that hate on Cade, do I think Cade is, is going to be an unbelievable quarterback for us? Probably not. Do I think Kate has done a good enough job to, to win us nine football games? Hell yeah, he has, you know? So um, you, you can't be pissed about what he's done this year for sure. So. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go as what, what you kind of said. I'll kind of go off that a little bit. I'm not going to, I think he will be remembered very well, no matter what, no matter what happens. But yeah. if he can come out and 
give Michigan a victory over Ohio State, you know, well, that then build the a story statue. a little bit, right? Build exactly. The statue, yeah. Build the statue. Yeah. <laughs> with with uh, the the plaque says, "What if what if we win out? <laughs> that oh, would be incredible. I would love to see it. <laughs> yeah. Can we can the statue have frosted tips too? Yeah. Oh, I hope Hell so. Yeah. I hope so. Oh yeah. Uh, um, by the way, Eric Hall with that TD. So that's now the third tight end touchdown for our boys. Joel yeah. Huntingford's got to be, got to be uh, pumped. Got to be um, next up. Come on, they're saving hits for Ohio State. That's what it is. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> there were we a couple times that, uh... too where Huntingford was split out wide, and I was like, oh boy, oh boy, and then they immediately, they immediately motioned him right back in. Oh. <laughs> You guys like that interview at the end, and Eric all was just like awkwardly standing. There. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Jim, Jim, that is incredible. By the way, he's like I, trying to pass her off. He was like, oh, "Okay, uh, bye." And that, and that was to Molly McGrath. She was, she's been trying to. Uh, so Matt Burns told us that the ESPN crew has been told to just like chase down Jim and make sure you get Jim Harbaugh on the interview. And he just doesn't want to. So like after the Nebraska game, that video of her just like literally sprinting after Jim and Jimmy, Jim uh, <laughs> sprinting off the field. And then this one, she's like trying to ask Jim a question and he's just like, look at my boy, look at my boy. <laughs> <laughs> Have you met Eric? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. oh man, that was great. That was great. Um, what, what did you guys think to, uh, oh, I wanted to talk about, so apparently Jim's pants caught on fire on the sideline. Uh, they didn't show it on the, on the, uh, broadcast on TV, but on the radio broadcast, uh, they talked about Jim. He was like too close to a heater talking to players and didn't notice it. And his pants caught on fire and melted. (laughs) Oh, that's not a, that's not a good look for Lulu, man. Those I know, boys. I, I know. They're dude. supposed to be flame resistant, flame oh, retardant, man. whatever, whatever it's called. <laughs> their stock, their stock is dropping. Lulu's yeah. stock is dropping. I was laughing That's so hard. Really. My, my dad <laughs> called me and told me about that. That was hilarious. <laughs> of course. That's a, a whole new version of being on fire, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. Uh, what do you guys think about the, uh, the jerseys, the, the uniform combo? I liked it. I, I love that they're kind of embracing it, too on social media. Like, I think that post they put up was hilarious. The, the SpongeBob. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All and they, been waiting for. Yeah. I think it was hilarious. I love, I mean, Sydney Sims and that whole team over there has been doing such a great job on social. Yeah. This, I mean, th- this year has just been, uh, it's, it's hard to miss that they've done a complete overhaul of it and they've really done a great job with it. Right. Um, but I like that they're playing around, man. Have fun. Like, it, it, it looks like the whole team is having so much fun. And Clayton Safety put up a picture that uh, UMich football took. And uh, it was like the whole team after the win. And Harbaugh's like in the back, just cheesing so hard. Oh, man, I loved it. I loved it. The team's having fun. And they're just like, whatever. Let's mess around with the uniforms. Let the kids kind of enjoy it. Recruits probably love it. Yeah. I think I think it's great, man. I think it's great. If they can – if they're able to get the maize tops and blue bottoms for Ohio Ooh. State, Ooh. I will be the happiest fan alive. Oof. That would be incredible. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I, I can like feel them having fun, right? It's like through the screen, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing is like I've felt that for the basketball team a lot over the past decade, but I haven't. Like there's only been a handful of times where I felt that from the football team. And mm-hmm. right now it for sure feels like that's coming from the football team. And it definitely starts with Jim. You know, like there, everybody, the the people that I talk to within the program that are have been on these road trips are just like Jim is so happy. He loves this team, going nuts in the locker room, high fives and hugs, like acting like a little kid. That's what we haven't seen from Jim over the past two three years, and like it's just it's like he found the love of football again, and I love that for Jim, honestly. Yeah, and at the end of the day, this is a game. You're supposed to have fun playing it, have fun yeah. coaching it, have fun being involved with it. So that's awesome to see. I'm glad Harbaugh's back. Yeah. What did he say in the clip in the locker room? He's like, you were born for this. Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh, I got chills now. And and just him giving shout outs to everybody. He was giving a shout out to Gaddis and then Gaddis passed, passed it off to Mike McDonald. Then they shouted out Jay and like the video cut off. But I assumed he just kept going through every coach, essentially. 
Um, it definitely feels like in the past, I don't know how much players like loved the coaching staff, but now it's like, they like see them as like that, those brothers, like it's a true, like family feel from the, from the locker room for sure. And it's easy to say that when you win too, but like, even after the MSU loss, like everyone was like, we're not wavering here. This is us. Like, we're just, we're, we're happy to be in the spot. Like, you know, we're still together all this stuff. So whether it ends up, you know, whether it ends up at the end of the year with whatever type of outcome, I do feel like the program is in a much better spot culturally than it has been in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to, hard to disagree with that. And and with the coach shout outs too, I think for us as like fans on the outside looking in, when Harbaugh shouted out Gaddis and the players went nuts, I thought that was really cool. I thought that was really cool to see. Players have his back and, you know, to recognize he, he called a great game. Um, so that's awesome. That's awesome. Especially yeah. after I'm sure that, like, they've heard the noise. Oh, yeah. About you can't not. In the past, right? Like, hey, how does this team not, you know, score more points, the, the creativity, blah, blah, blah. So I think that that's Jim Harbaugh being like, no, dude, you did a great job. You're our guy type of thing. Um, mm-hmm. So – yeah, man. I, I just love, I, I do love seeing these guys uh, pumped up and it's just been, it's been a fun ride through 10 weeks, man. Been a fun ride. That's for sure. Um, so <clears throat> yeah. What, what else do you guys got to talk about? I, oh, um, I forgot what I was going to say, honestly. We can talk basketball a little bit. Oh, we can talk hoops. We can talk. Hoops I, wasn't, for sure. I wasn't sure if we we're going to talk hoops or not. I, I watched yeah. the game this morning because obviously I fell asleep at eight o'clock last night. I'm <laughs> 85 years old. Yeah. You're grandpa. So, <laughs> but I, for everyone out there, I texted Jack to hang out last night at like, <laughs> at like six o'clock and he's like, yeah, dude, I'll come over for sure. And then I text him at like an hour later, <laughs> no response, nothing. I was like, Hey, you coming? <laughs> no response. He's just dead out snoring <laughs> woke up at 11 o'clock and responded i was like haha sorry fell asleep <laughs> i was still out drinking <laughs> well that, that's the great part too it's like when you put on twitter it was like i said what are you doing you said beers and i said yes and then it's like fall asleep right after that <laughs> i know on twitter we look so cool but in real life we're oh no not. no not at all oh man it's hilarious so, um yeah hoops man i mean they're, they looked pretty damn good yesterday, again. Uh, obviously, the Buffalo game, they looked, like, really good in the first half and uh, definitely not as good in the second half. But yesterday, it was more – I mean, they looked good from, from start to finish. Mm-hmm. I, dude, Hunter. Hunter hitting a big three. I first point that. of the game, I think. Yeah. I mean, that, that, was, that was a great way to start off the game. But, man, this team my, – my biggest things for, um, from that game last night were – Caleb Houston has the confidence to take any shot and the yep. team has confidence in him to make those. Yep. I mean, they, he, he jacked up three, I want to say three or four threes in the first seemed like three, five minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he missed the first two and then he hit the third one. Eli's hitting threes, Devontae Jones, man, he just runs the point so well. This team passes the ball so well. Adrian Nunez, man, yeah, if you're coming <laughs> off the bench, you, you gotta, you gotta I hit your threes and you gotta seriously. make your free throws. You gotta hit your threes and you gotta make your free throws, man. I mean, he had he had so many wide open threes. I, I and I, I I like him as a fan. I think he's so athletic. I think he has the ability to do a lot with that team. I think he's got a lot of confidence. I just want to see those shots go down. I was I thought the whole team actually struggled with free throws a little bit. I think they were like fifty five percent or something like that. And, they, and now Oof. they've done that in both games. I think they shot like sixty two percent or something in the first game. So that is cause for concern for sure. Man, takes me back I, to the Xavier Simpson days. Yeah, dude. I was surprised by that uh, that Prairie View team. I thought they played very aggressive on defense, and I was like, "Whoa, what, where did this come from?" I, I don't know anything about the program or whatever, so I was going in blind. Yeah, what they kept seeing on the broadcast was they do a great job at takeaways, and and, and we saw that they had one. Uh, I remember a big takeaway down low with uh, with Dickinson. Um, I think it's still one from Devontae Jones on a pass coming in uh, around the three-point line. So they they had a solid defense. And I think apparently that's what they pride themselves on is that uh, is the, the, the steals and takeaways. And then did yeah. either of you guys hear how, like, quiet the arena or, or stadium was? 
and I was like, I can like hear them calling plays and like really? coaches talking and things like maybe it was whatever stream or whatever I was watching. Did you guys mm. hear that as well? I was I was at the bar watching, so I I couldn't. They didn't have the sound on. It, it was kind of hard to tell too because it's it's like the coaches versus racism, you know, tournament or or, or game, and uh, it's a neutral site. Yeah. So I think it's I just know. I think that's why Got it was it. so quiet. Um, but I, I love that though. I love when you can like, yeah, hear the, hear the sneakers on the floor, the ball dribbling, you know, calling out plays, all that stuff. I love, I love that. Yeah. I loved it. I just like, I was like, is this normal? What's going on? So, okay. I didn't realize it was neutral site. Mm. Yeah. And, um, so talking about Caleb Houston, having a freshman in his second game ever, chuck up 10 threes is incredible. And he went 50%. He went- or sorry, eight threes. Eight threes. Went three for eight. Sorry, I was looking at his yeah. field goals. But to go three for eight and have the, you know, audacity to, to uh, chuck up eight threes is, like, pretty damn good. I, I What I put out on Twitter, um, and I truly feel this, he looks like he's a fifth-year senior. He just looks so comfortable and smooth, and, like, there is no hesitation anywhere, man. And, like – I, I do I agree with you, Jack. It's I'm sure it comes from Juwan Howard saying, "Hey, man, you got the green light. Go ahead." Well, and the thing we were, we talked about on the last podcast, you couldn't ask for a better transition from Franz Wagner to a, to a freshman, a to, a true freshman. I mean, this guy's going to be a stud. And there is balanced scoring all around the starting five. I mean, outside of Brandon Johns, and that's that's a whole other conversation. But. Uh, even the bench, man, T-Will had eight. Diabate had six with eight rebounds. Bufkin had eight. Bufkin? Bufkin's, Bufkin is bigger than I realized. I didn't realize how tall he was. Yeah, dude, he's, he's going to be very on. good. He's yeah. going to be very good. Uh, and the, I, I think – so call me crazy. I think there might be down the stretch a, a little battle for minutes between Hunter Dickinson and Diabate. I really do. Diabate has come out and shown like that he can do anything. And Hunter, obviously, Hunter is Hunter. He's he's very good. But I I think that you know if they play a very you know versatile and athletic other big man, then you might have to put Diabate out there because Diabate because of Diabate's athleticism. So maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. I don't know. I don't know. That's a hot take, man. That I, th- might I be. think I think if anything, they try to put Diabate at the four and take out Johns from a starting lineup, or, is, or go out there with two centers. Then you yeah. have Houston, you know, Devontae Jones and Brooks. Um, I think the biggest battle coming out will be either, I mean, kind of like what I just said, T Will or Diabate, you know, taking over that spot from Brandon Johns. I don't I don't think I think Diabate is just a really good compliment to Dickinson because I, I don't see there's any way that anybody can take over from him. And there's a battle for minutes there. I think they just try to squeeze in Diabate at in the lineup with Dickinson. And that's lethal. Those two big guys yeah. in the court at the same time. I mean, sheesh. Yeah, that's a lot of height. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who's gonna like who 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 in the country has the height outside of Purdue to guard both those guys. And even right. Purdue. Even Purdue, they've got Zach Eady and Travion Williams. Zach Eady is, I mean, he's, I, a, I, he's, not kid. a he's not a human being. Like it's <laughs> uh, it's unbelievable. He was grown in a lab. I'm 100 percent sure of that. And then Travion Williams is like big, but he's not like he can't move that well. So I, as much as like, if you put Diabate on Travion Williams, like Travion Williams is gonna back him down forever and ever. But mm-hmm. I, I think that if you went on the other side of the court and Diabate's on offense. Diabate could probably run circles around, you know? Right. So, um, I don't know. I may, I'm, I'm probably getting ahead of myself there. We're two games into the season, obviously. But I think what I'll end it there with is that Diabate is going to have a bigger impact than anyone thought this year uh, on, yeah. on what this team does. Um, the other, even even T-Will. I think yeah, T Will's gonna have totally the big. He'll be the most improved player on the team. I think that's that's my uh, that's my take from that first and two if, games of the season. Even if, if T Will can come in, he went one for three for three point. If he can hit one or two threes off the bench, man, that's a huge lift. And I think on defense too, we could definitely put him on their best player if their best player is like a small forward or something like that. 
you know, like he can guard anybody because of his length, his size, but he's quick too. And that, and that's what I love about T will too. He, he's such a Westbrook type. Yeah. Like he hustles every play. Like he's always going to go all out and that's huge. I mean, on defense, especially, but he can also score a little bit. Like, yeah, he went two for six and one for three from three, three or four from free throws. I mean, that's not bad, but he also had five rebounds, you know, and that's what I like about Diabate. I mean, he had 15 minutes. John's had 21, but Diabate had six points to John's two points. And Diabate had eight rebounds to John's six rebounds. I, I think the biggest, the biggest issue for me with Brandon Johns, I feel like he just doesn't have the confidence. I think he's so talented and he, he can move well. He can do everything. I just feel like he has no confidence when he's out there. That's the biggest thing that bothers me. There's definitely some mental stuff for Brandon Johns where I feel like if he comes out and like makes his first couple buckets or something like that, then all of a sudden it's like, wow, he's going to have a big game. And then he gets really aggressive. If he yeah. misses a couple or struggles early, then he kind of like doesn't – He's he takes a step back and he's on his heels. And then mm-hmm. he doesn't play as aggressive and he's not as good. So there's definitely something there. Um, and I, I think we've all wished that Brandon Johns for the past probably three years was going to take that big leap forward. And he just hasn't – he's still on the brink there. Um, and, and I think there may be games this year he's going to be streaky. There may be games this year where he does go out and he's like killing it. You know what I mean? And if for him too, if he can hit that three point ball, that makes a huge difference as well. You know, if, if our four, if we, if we can make a three, one through five, you know, essentially if Hunter makes one uh, every couple games too, you know, wow. I, I think that's where this team is lethal. Um, I wanted to bring up too. Devontae Jones stat line, 10 points, eight rebounds, five assists. If I mean, come on, man, from that's your huge. point guard, yeah. from your point guard, that's just incredible. So, and he didn't, he obviously didn't play the full game. He played 30 minutes. Um, he had the most minutes out of anybody, but still. I do uh, want to point out he only had one turnover too. Yeah. Which is big. Man, that is, that is very good. Very good. So, they, uh, I'm looking forward. They play Seton Hall next, I, th- I believe, this week, right? So I think like, they're a pretty good team, historically yeah, at least. Historically, for sure. I, I think that, uh, you know, this is that's going to be their first like real test to see if they're if they're solid. Um, so <clears throat> we'll see how that goes. Um, but hey, man, let's let's just think about this. We are in middle November. We got a top six Michigan football team. We've got a top six Michigan basketball team. I mean, both teams have one loss combined. Wow. I, you just got to be really thrilled to be a Michigan fan. I There are negative Nancys out there. There was one guy in our mentions that was like immediately after the win yesterday talking about how it doesn't matter. We're going to lose to Ohio State. These, you know, but this wasn't even a big win. Penn State sucks. I'm like, Dude, you suck as a person. I'm sorry, but like, <laughs> why? Like, how can you just immediately watch Michigan win a, a, a an intense football game and go negative? I that frustrates the hell out of me. So enjoy it, man. They just I, they want that was a big game. That's a big win, dude. Some people are just negative all the time. They always look for the worst and everything. Like, sorry, dude. Enjoy your miserable life. Try to try to enjoy a big win. Like, if you're gonna have that outlook on everything. See you later. See ya. Yes, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. So I, I, you, you gotta be pumped to be nine and one, um, and, and to come away from Happy Valley with a win. I don't think, you know, not many teams do that, right? Like, and how many times has Michigan done that in the past? However many years. You know? I mean, that's the first time under Harbaugh, right? I believe Second so. Time. Second, Second time. He won his first year. Okay. okay, with Rudock. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, like, no matter what, the, he's won in places that Michigan doesn't win often, right? Like this year already. Um, so, you know, there's one big game on the schedule left. Obviously, you got to go out and beat Maryland this week. But, man, to go, I, I think that obviously. Obviously, we're we're looking to beat Ohio State consistently, 
right? Mm -hmm. That's there's nobody's arguing the, that fact. But I think that if you if you look at what you, where you want your program, you know, I'm not thinking about Michigan specifically, but I'm thinking about any football, any AD. You say, hey, what are our goals by the end of the year? I love the fact I, I always look at it as you're going into the last game of the year with a chance to win a, a championship, right? You're, you're mm -hmm. going into the, your last stretch with a chance to win a championship. That is where we're at. And I think that, you know, at some point, yes, you want to get over that hump and win that championship, but there are 12 teams in the big, or maybe 11 teams in the big 10 right now, or 10 teams in the big 10 that, can't say the same, right? And so there are a lot of teams out there that aren't nine and one, that don't have, they're already out of the race. They don't have a shot. And you know what? Michigan's not one of them. Michigan can say that, hey, we've still got a shot. And that was the goal. At the, all their goals, like Zach Zinter said, all our goals are still ahead of us. You know, we'll see how it pans out here over the next two weeks. But man, you got to be pumped about where we're at right now. Uh, even with a little bit of disappointment through the season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's three teams in the big 10 East that have a shot right now. I mean, it's, it's pretty even across the board. We're hoping for a big room for the Buckeyes, honestly, next weekend room yeah. for the Buckeyes, hoping for a big birthday win against, uh, against Sparty to help Michigan out. There you and go. Then Michigan's got to beat Maryland. And then another and big game all, for Michigan, Ohio state. November 27th. That. There's room for redemption. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. So, all right. Well, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, this is Blue by 90 presented by Mason Brew. We are sponsored by Truly, by the way. I didn't even say that at the beginning. I was so concerned about my, uh, what I was, <laughs> my whole eulogy there. <laughs> <laughs> monologue, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I don't uh, know if it's quite a eulogy. Eulogies is yeah. for funerals, which yeah. uh, nobody... <laughs> There, hopefully this, this is not a funeral for our podcast this yeah. was well it was a funeral for uh sean clifford because i think he's dead today agreed um, yeah so um but thank you guys for listening you can follow us at blue by 90 on twitter instagram facebook at blue by 90 podcast on youtube um well actually i think we'll be on the maize and brew youtube we'll be now, on the right? maize and brew youtube now yeah there you go um so follow us there we'll put video content on there um, I myself will be on the uh, brewcast as well uh, with Von Lozon and Luke Giardi. So um, we're going to be, you know, a lot more involved in uh, the maize and brew stuff going forward, uh, doing some writing as well. So we'll put some articles out podcasts. You can expect them twice a week uh, throughout the football season and basketball season. Uh, and uh, yeah, so we're pumped to be here. We're very excited. Uh, thank you guys for listening and go blue. Go blue. Go blue.